Hey everybody, welcome. We are uh, we're one night off. Sorry about that. Uh, we had some issues last night, uh, so we're we're not on our usual night. But this is no bones about wrestling. It is uh, what what day is it? The thirteenth. No, I mean what day? What day of the week? Tuesday. It's Tuesday. Uh, it's Tuesday. It's eight o'clock. Uh, and it's time for AEW Weekly. This is the show where we bring you everything about the week that was in All Elite Wrestling. I'm one of your hosts, Asa, and I'm here as always with Kay Fabulous. Hey. And so we're going to talk about uh, Collision. We're going to talk about Dynamite, have, have quick recaps for you. Going to take a closer look at uh, at a star in AEW, as we do. We're going to take a, a look into some storylines. Ask where they're going. We're going to have K Fabulous's fashion uh, tips. We're going to have uh, some other things as well on the show. Going to have our top five rankings for the men, women, and teams in AEW, as we do every week. And uh, let's get right to it. And uh, we're going to start with. Recaps of the shows. So let's start with AEW Dynamite, February 7th, Phoenix, Arizona. It was a stacked fucking show, I'll tell you that. Started off with a world title number one contender match. Hangman Adam Page versus Swerve Strickland, accompanied by Prince Nana. Uh, Page, I'm going to try and hit the highlights real quickly here. Page missed an Arihara moonsault to the outside. Swerve caught him with a rolling flatliner. Swerve hit the house call for a two count. Hangman missed the buckshot lariat. Swerve hit a buckshot lariat. Then a swerve stomp for only two. Hangman DDT'd Swerve on the crowd barrier. Swerve hit a swerve stomp onto the apron. Hangman hit a buckshot lariat for a two count only as Strickland got a foot on the ropes. Hangman took out Prince Nana with a chair. Swerve came over and kicked that chair into Page's face. Swerve hit a dead eye through a table. JML driver by Strickland. One, two, the bell rings. Time limit draw. Swerve demands five more minutes. Page says Swerve never beat him, so he's number one. Tony Schiavone stands up and says, Tony Khan has made a triple threat match for AEW Revolution with Samoa Joe versus Swerve versus Hangman for the world title. Excellent match. Excellent way to start off Dynamite. Five bones out of five. Best match we've seen in AEW so far this year, if you ask me. I agree completely. Yeah. Yeah. Can you turn that light on? Can you? If, oh, yeah. Would you? Yeah, fantastic match to start off Dynamite. And now we have our main event. Well, not our main event. We have our world title match for Revolution. Uh, Samoa Joe, Swerve, and Hangman. So who are you going for? I'm going for Swerve Strickland. What kind of question is that? Yeah, I guess I'm going for Swerve, too. You better be going for Swerve. So if you haven't heard yet, we're going to Revolution. Mm -hmm. If you watch the show, you've probably heard it quite a bit. Show is about 25 minutes from our house, so we're definitely going. Mm -hmm. uh, next, Renee is with Samoa Joe. 
He's pissed, but says he'll leave Revolution as world champion. Uh, Deanna Perrazzo comes out for commentary for the AEW Women's World Title Eliminator match between the champion Tony Storm, accompanied by Mariah May and Luther, and Red Velvet. Red Velvet hits a standing moonsault for a two-count. Red Velvet missed a spinning kick. Storm locked on an ankle lock, and Red Velvet submitted. Tony Storm wins. Perrazzo comes in the ring, face-to-face with Storm. Storm and her posse leave. A good match between Storm and Red Velvet. Four bones out of five. And Red Velvet does not earn a shot at Tony Storm. Up next, Renee is with international champion Orange Cassidy, Trent Beretta, and Rocky Romero, some of the best friends. Orange is defending his belt against Ishii on collision. Uh, these guys are going to be in a trios match against the Undisputed Kingdom on Rampage, which we still haven't actually watched, have we? Rampage from last week. Uh, up next, a trios match between the Blackpool Combat Club members, Brian Danielson, John Moxley, and Claudio Castagnoli, and three of the CMLL wrestlers, Echicero, Mascara Dorado, and Volador Jr. And this was a good one. Uh, CMLL brought more men into the audience to watch. Uh, Echicero, with a rolling crucifix on Danielson, very impressive move, rolling him around the ring, Claudio got the big swing on Volador Jr. Mascara Dorado hit several astounding moves on Danielson and Moxley, both jumping off of one onto the other several times. Uh, Dorado with a shooting star press to the outside on everyone. Dorado with a 450 splash on Danielson for just a two count. Castagnoli low-blowed Echicero for the pin and the win. So the Blackpool Combat Club get the win. Another excellent match on this episode of Dynamite. Four and a half bones out of five. Excellent trios match between these two groups. And the CMLL invasion, uh, as it is, continues to pay off with some excellent matches. Uh, Daddy Magic, Cool Hand and Christopher Daniels, and Matt Seidel run out as the other CMLL guys jump the barrier. And they kind of hold them off. The Undisputed Kingdom are shown backstage uh, having beaten up Chuck Taylor. And then we get to Tony Khan's big announcement. It was, it was a pretty big announcement, I think. I think it was, it was what I was expecting his announcement to be, at least. Um, he announced AEW Big Business in Boston, Massachusetts. And that's Boston spelled B-O-S-S-T-O-N in the advertisement. With two dollar signs instead right. of S's. With two dollar signs instead of S's. Uh, March 13th. Definitely. And he called it one of the most Definitely. important nights for AEW. And so it's no, uh, you know, no surprise uh I don't think any mystery left. This is going to be the, the debut night of Mercedes Monet. So this will be a big night. Uh, March 13th, Mercedes Monet is coming to AEW. And that's why we've seen the increased reliance on the women, we, why we've been getting two women's matches on 
AEW shows recently as opposed to one, why we've been getting women's storylines recently, why we've been signing more women stars, why we, you know, we've had Perrazzo brought in and Mariah May and so forth. Uh, so I can't wait to see what the, the women's division, uh, what they have in store for us this year in mm-hmm. AEW. I just want to add, I don't know if this is in your news, so sorry if I'm stepping on your news toes, mm. but uh, the AEW pre-sale tickets for that show sold out in 12 minutes. No, 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 that's not true. What was it? No, that's not true. I, that guy who said that, I don't know why I said that. That's not true. Oh, I thought, okay. No, it's not true. I thought Fightful reported that. Okay, I could no, be wrong. No. Sorry. No, no, no. I don't think Fightful reported that because I saw, no, no, no. They, okay. they did not sell out. I still don't think that show sold, sold out. Okay. No. I withdraw my statement. Yeah. Maybe the maybe the pre-sale tickets. That's what I was talking about. The, the pre-sale, pre-sale tickets. Yeah. Maybe the, maybe those. Okay. Yeah, the pre-sale. Maybe tickets. those did. I don't know how many they yeah. put up for pre-sale. Yeah, I wasn't talking about the show. I was talking oh, about okay. The pre-sale. Okay. I don't know how many they put up. Okay, that that may be where we're confused. I'm sorry. I don't know how many they put up for pre-sale. Yeah, no, either. Could have okay. been five tickets, but they still saw out in 12 minutes, is no. what I heard. Is what you heard. Yeah. Right. Um, up next, but from a reliable source, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Uh, up next, we had Chris Jericho versus Konosuke Takeshita, accompanied by Powerhouse Hobbs and Don Callis. Uh, Hobbs tripped Jericho. Sammy Guevara shows up and hits Hobbs with a chair and a diamond cutter. Guevara hits Hobbs in the face with the chair, knocking him over the barrier into the crowd. Uh, Superplexed by Takeshita. Jericho caught Takeshita with a code breaker for a two count. Uh, Jericho gets Takeshita in the walls of Jericho. Callus hits Jericho with a screwdriver. And Takeshita then reverses it. He puts... Jericho in the walls of Jericho and wins by submission. So big win for Konosuke Takeshita over Chris Jericho. Another good match on this show. Four bones out of five as Takeshita gets the win. And now we head to the main event, the World Tag Team title match. It was a tornado match, so it meant both both men for both teams legal at all times. Big Bill and Ricky Starks defended their belts against Sting and Darby Allen. Uh, Sting jumped from an arena entryway onto Big Bill and Ricky Starks. Sting took a steel chair to Big Bill and Starks. Big Bill caught Darby Allen flying out of the ring and gave him a boss man slam to the concrete outside. Uh, Darby Allen with a Canadian destroyer on Big Bill. Allen pulled Big Bill off the apron through a table. Ricky Starks pulled off a turnbuckle pad as Sting tried a Stinger splash and ran into the corner, ran into the exposed metal in the corner. Uh, Sting hit a scorpion death drop on Ricky Starks and pinned him for the win and the titles as we have new AEW World Tag Team Champions, Sting and Darby Allen. Yeah. The undefeated tag team are the new champions. Uh, very good match. Again, four bones out of five. Sting's sons came in the ring to celebrate. And in come the Young Bucks. 
with baseball bats, and they beat the shit out of all four men, Sting, Darby Allen, and Sting's sons. And they were wearing white, were the young bucks, and with white baseball bats, and they, they were wearing these white, uh, what, trench coats kind of thing? What were they? No, they were wearing white suits. Suits, okay. Yeah. And they covered their white coats in, uh, in, in blood, in the blood of Darby Allen and Sting. And then wore them again uh, several days later. Uh, you know, held on to the to the un, the unwashed coats and wore them again just to show how how mean they are. Wasn't that on rampage when they wore them again? It's the yeah. same night. No, it was the same night. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Well, never mind. <laughs> several nights Air, later, several and TV lands, and TV lands. Yeah. Several nights later. But this episode of Dynamite was, I've seen every episode of Dynamite, and this is one of the best ones that they've ever done. Uh, the storylines moved well throughout the show. They were, they were told well. And there was a maximum on the in-ring product as well, and the stories being told through the, through the matches mm-hmm. as well. And not only that, but the the in-ring product, the matches were were tremendous. Uh, all of them. I think the lowest rating I gave anything was four bones out of five. And that's a rare night when that happens. Yeah, four bones, four bones, four bones, four and a half, five bones. Yeah, those were the matches. And it's not common for a non-pay-per-view match to get five bones. No, it's not. No, it's not. So, so what was? I guess that was your match of the night. Match of the night, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Hangman Page and and Swerve Strickland in the in the draw. That was the match of the week as well for for AEW. Uh, so then, Collision takes us to Las Vegas, right? Well, it was Henderson, Nevada. Oh, okay. Technically, but they kept calling it Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. Started off with John Moxley and Claudio Castagnoli of the Blackpool Combat Club taking on Star Jr. and Esfinge of CMLL. Claudio hit the big swing on Esfinge. Star Jr. spun flying out of the ring onto Claudio. Uh, Moxley made Star Jr. submit to an arm hold. Excellent tag team match. Blackpool Combat Club got the win, though. Four bones out of five. Great tag team match to open the show. Uh, FTR came out. They start beating up on John Moxley, and the locker locker room jobbers uh, empty out of the locker room, and they came out and tried to separate uh, the Blackpool Combat Club and FTR. Why were they trying to separate them? I'm not really sure. Just for show, just to make it seem like a, a big fight. So it, it worked. It made it seem like a big fight, but there was no real reason for them to be trying to separate the guys. Up next, Daniel Garcia, accompanied by Daddy Magic, took on Shane Taylor, accompanied by Lee Moriarty. Uh, this is a decent match. Uh, one of one of the better Shane Taylor matches I've seen. Uh, I'm not too high on Shane Taylor. Garcia put on a leg lock, and Shane Taylor submitted. Uh, like I said, decent match. Three and a half bones out of five. I gave it, and Daniel Garcia got the win. 
We had an Eddie Kingston promo. The Continental Crown champion, uh, Eddie Kingston, challenged Brian Danielson to a match at AEW Revolution. And Kingston said that if he wins, Danielson must shake his hand. And, of course, if Danielson wins, I assume he gets the titles. I assume the belts are on the line. I don't know. Yeah, he didn't say that, but, like, of course they're going to be on the line, right? Well, they better. You got three belts. You better put them on the fucking line. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, especially if if you're doing the challenging, you better put your belts on the line. Yeah. So, yeah, another match we have for Revolution. Another title match as well. Uh, it was made official. Oh, was it? Yeah. Okay. yeah. Eddie Kingston versus Brian Danielson for AEW Revolution. I, and I'm not sure if it's a title match. We need to, to find that out. I'd be shocked if it wasn't. That wouldn't make any sense. Yeah, I, I will assume it is. For the Continental Crown Championship, but I, I again, I'm, I'm not 100% sure on that, so we need to find out. Uh, next, we had a handicap match. We saw Hook beat the Outrunners uh, in a handicap match last week on Collision. This week, Brian Cage beat the Outrunners in a handicap match. And Brian Cage, of course, accompanied by Prince Nana. After the match, Prince Nana and the Las Vegas Golden Knights mascot dance. And then Prince Nana knocked him down. And Hook arrived and fought Brian Cage to the back. And where's this headed? Some people think we may see Hook and Brian Cage at Revolution. I don't know. I'm one of those people. May see them before then. Uh, Adam Copeland comes out next and begins talking about Christian Cage and the TNT title. Out comes Daniel Garcia, who has been on a roll lately. And he thinks he deserves a shot at the TNT title. So it turns out now, back and forth, and Copeland and Garcia are having a match on Dynamite uh, to determine who is going to get a shot at the TNT title. Up next, there was a little thing with Stokely Carmichael with Chris Statlander and Willow Nightingale. Um, wasn't much of anything, really, was it? No. Uh, then we had Brody King versus Mark Briscoe. Pretty interesting matchup. Uh, Mark Briscoe hit a blockbuster. Briscoe grabbed a chair. Uh, but Brody King became the first one to use the chair. He body slammed Briscoe onto the chair on the outside. Briscoe flipped onto King on the outside. And Brody King pushed Briscoe off the top rope, through a table, and then brought him back in the ring and pinned him. So Brody King got the win. Uh, good match. Four bones out of five here as, as Brody King got the win. After the match, Julia Hart took a steel spike to Mark Briscoe's head, and he bled everywhere. They had to bring in a medic with, like, a towel to sop him up afterwards because he was, like, gushing. It was like they had juiced his head. Yes. He was gushing blood, spraying blood. It was awesome. It was awesome. Uh, Up next, bounty hunter Brian Keith. Had a little uh, promo. He said he wants to climb his way to the top. 
And then we had Deanna Perrazzo versus Kiara Hogan. Perrazzo put on the Venus de Milo for the submission win. Decent match, three bones out of five. Tony Storm came out uh, because she was having a non-title match with Queen Aminata. And Storm, with a bloody nose, hit the Storm Zero for the pin and the win over Queen Aminata. Uh, good match, three and a half bones out of five. Tony Storm announced her newest film, Wet Ink, which we will see on Dynamite this week, tomorrow night. Do you think she's going to get a tattoo to cover up her weird duck tattoo that she has with Deanna Perrazzo? Not yet. Do you think that's what she's doing in the film? What do you think wet ink means? Oh, you think that's what she's doing? I think that's what she's doing in the film. Just because of the title, because what else could wet ink mean? I mean, I assume she was getting a tattoo, but I didn't assume it was going to be a cover-up. I see. Could be an addition. Mm -hmm. Could be an anvil falling on the duck. That would be funny. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. I like it. Up next, we have the collision main event, the AEW international title match. Orange Cassidy putting his belt on the line against Tomohiro Ishii. Uh, Ishii no-sold Cassidy's elbow strikes. Uh, we saw a stalled superplex by Ishii. Uh, Cassidy hit an orange punch and beach break. And Cassidy ended up rolling Ishii up for the pin and the win. Uh, this was a pretty good match. Gave it four bones out of five to close out the show. After the match, the Undisputed Kingdom, uh, well, at least three of them, the Kingdom and uh, Roderick Strong, ran out to beat up Orange Cassidy. Uh, Ishii comes back uh, to try to fight them off, and Trent Barrera runs down with a steel chair, and the Undisputed Kingdom run out of the ring, and collision ends. So pretty good uh, two shows. Dynamite was way better than Collision, as is usual. Yeah, but also this was like the best Dynamite of the year so far. You know? But Collision was just kind of... It was okay. It was okay. It was okay. It was, okay. It was good. I mean, there were good matches. Well, but it was another Collision where you could predict everything. I would have picked Mark Briscoe over Brody King. I knew, I knew Brody King. Was I know you did, but I didn't. Well, it was another collision where, like we were saying weeks back, you could predict everything that was going to happen. Mm-hmm. And they got they got out of that a little bit, and now they're right back in it with collision. With every every match, you can pick the winner very easily. And I actually also thought the first match, I thought that the CMLL guys were going to get a win over BCC because I didn't realize that on Rampage, one of the CMLL guys had won. Yeah. And I thought it was, like, time for them to get a win in, not realizing they had it the night before. Yeah, well, the only AEW guy that that uh, Tony Khan has let CMLL beat so far has been Matt Seidel. Which he lets everyone beat Matt Seidel. He Seidel. lets everyone beat Matt Seidel, yeah. So. 
So now it's the time where we take a closer look at, at, a, at a person or faction or, or whatever that may be. And this week, we are going to take a closer look at the man who is retiring March 3rd in Greensboro, and that is Sting. So on Dynamite last week, of course, Sting and Darby Allen just won the World Tag Team titles from Big Bill and Ricky Starks. And it would certainly appear as though the Young Bucks are up next for Darby and Sting. Wouldn't you agree? Oh, yeah. I don't think they're going to have a match between now and Revolution. Really? I don't think so. Do you think they are? How far away is Revolution? Three weeks, isn't it? No. 13. Today's the 13th. 16. Yeah. 19 days. Oh, okay. Well, then maybe. Yeah, I guess I'll have like at least one match between now and then. I thought it was closer for some reason. Yeah, no, 19 days. That's because that's Dylan keeps saying two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's 19 days away. Um, but so you, you think they're facing the Young Bucks at Revolution? I know they're facing the Young Bucks at Revolution. Well, that's it. Seems it seems likely. Yes. They they said that Sting picked them for their match. Not on television. Not on television. Not on television. Right. Right. Well, that's the rumor online. Yeah. Is that the Young Bucks said that? Yes. So you don't think Big Bill and Ricky Starks are going to see a rematch between now and then? I hope not. They need to be singles people and break up that tag team. Yeah. Yeah, both of those guys. It just seems like so random that they were thrown together. I don't know why they ever gave them the belts. I mean, I'm glad that they were doing something with both of their characters, but both of their, those characters need to be singles characters. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. Big Bill is like, been in a faction, been in a tag team. It is time for that man to go out on his own. I agree. He's ready. Yeah. He's entertaining. Mm -hmm. And he has mint boots. Yes. As we saw. As we will hear about later. I know. Big Bill's ready. He's entertaining. Yeah. He's uh, he's great in the ring, I think. Mm -hmm. He's uh, yeah, he's a he's funny a, guy. He's talented and he's funny, yeah. yeah. Uh, Big Bill's ready. Ricky Starks isn't my cup of tea, but I know a lot of people like him. So, yeah, he's he's ready. I mean, he's been ready as a, as a singles wrestler. Yeah, for sure. Um, but, yeah, so so back to what I was saying. So you think we think Sting and Darby Allen are facing the Young Bucks? Yes. Right. Well, so just to congratulate Sting for a second, uh, he and Darby Allen still undefeated as a tag team. And Sting undefeated period in AEW whether it's a tag team or as a trios or what I, I'm not sure if he's had a singles match since he's been in AEW I don't remember any mm -mm. that doesn't mean he hasn't had any but I don't remember any but he is undefeated 
uh, tag team or trios. Uh, and now his first AEW title. What will I'm probably be his only AEW title unless something weird happens at the pay per view, you know? <laughs> what? Is it going to be his only? What other title would he get? Who knows? Who knows? He might walk out of Revolution with the world title. Who knows? No, I know. No. You never know. How would that work? There's a know. triple threat for that belt. You never know. Maybe Samoa Joe feels froggy and he challenges Sting for the belt and Sting whoops him. That is dumb. That Anyways. is a dumb idea. Moving on. So, back to my point. It's his, it's his only AEW title for the moment. The World Tag Team title. So, congratulations to him on that. And so now we look ahead to Revolution and ask who do you think is coming out of Revolution with the World Tag Team titles? I think Darby and Sting are keeping them. Yeah. Right off into the sunset with the belts. I do. You think that's going to be the main event of Revolution? I do. Yeah. And if not, it should be. Yeah. Like, I know this world title match is a really big deal, but it's Sting's retirement match. It needs to be the main event. It better be the main event. Yeah. It, ha it has to be. Don't you figure? Yeah. You don't think they're going to send uh, however many, I forget how many tickets they sold, 16, 17,000 tickets. So you don't think they're going to send 17,000 people home pissed off with the Young Bucks winning the belts? It's possible, and I have a part of me is, like, fearful that that is what is going to happen. But Tony Khan's a smart guy. I have faith in him. He's going to do what's right, and he's going to let Sting ride off into the sunset with those belts, and then he's going to vacate them and it's going to be a tournament which is what i want so badly so i'm really i'm putting all my eggs in the in the sting keeps the belt basket it would be awesome i mean that's that's what i want is for sting and darby to ride off into the sunset with the belts it would suck for him to retire and be undefeated except for the fucking young bucks in his retirement match like that's a I, I don't care for that. Well, in the in the tradition of the business, you no. generally go out on your back, you know. But Tony Khan has like such reverence for Sting. Like, well, I'm sure if it's up to Tony Khan, he wins. But yeah. in the end, it's going to be up to Sting. I'm sure. Who's who's winning that match? I feel like Tony Khan could talk him into it. He's talked him into other stuff before, you know. Yeah. I hope so. Because Sting didn't want the belts, right? And that's, Tony Khan that's what I've read. Yeah. yeah. Is a, is a Sting didn't want the belts and mm -hmm. Tony Khan, yeah, talked him into into winning them. Yeah. So now can he talk him into leaving with the belts? I think he can. I have faith in him. Retiring as a champion. That would be awesome. He yeah, deserves it. He does. He deserves it. But is it likely? That's the question. 
Will he? If it was anyone besides Tony Khan booking, I would say no. Right. But it's Tony Khan booking, and so I say yes. That's going to happen. And Tony Khan we trust, you know? You got to have faith. Say. Well, we don't have we don't have a lot more um, challengers. We don't have a lot more on the horizon for Sting. We just have that that tag team match, and so I just uh, I don't have a lot more to spotlight. So, really, this this has been a closer look at Sting because <laughs> that's all we that's all we have on the horizon for him right now is that tag team match for the Young Bucks. And so, can I can I add one thing? What or one more hope? Well, I just ended the segment. No, I'm gonna rewind for a second okay i hope that in his entrance at revolution they have the fake snow yeah i hope so because they did that like the when he first appeared right well you know where time. you're sitting right now your head coming out of his head i don't know when i can do it just right so my neck is like exactly proportioned to his head there we go there we go <laughs> awesome. Anyway, uh, I think they did it when he appeared in AEW the first time they had the fake snow. Yeah. And then ever since then, it's just been on the projector, on the Titantron, whatever it's called, the big TV. Mm -hmm. um, but I would love that to come back for his retirement match. Yeah, that'd be cool. That, yeah. that, that's Now that's a closer look. Yeah, so prediction, I'll, I'll, I'll say prediction. Prediction and hope, Sting and Darby. Right off in the sunset with the belts, mm -hmm. and we vacate them and get a tag team title tournament. Yeah. So now we're heading into the segment called A Closer Look, which is where we take a look at. No, uh, we just did a closer look. I'm sorry. Where's this going? <laughs> Which is, I thought that sounded wrong, which is where we take a look at some things that happened on AWTV this week, and we ask, where's this going? So where is this going? I'm trying to get I'm trying to get to the list. You need sticky notes. Yeah. Do you want me to do the fashion segment while you find no. the list? No. So now, you know, we, we've talked about this a little, so we don't need to talk about it a whole lot. We, I think we talked about it last week, in fact. Uh, the Undisputed Kingdom and the Best Friends are having a, a bit of a, a feud. And, you know, for a couple weeks, we said what the Undisputed Kingdom need to do, uh, you know, and Roderick Strong and Orange Cassidy, their match at Revolution for the international title is the is the big the big match between the the undisputed kingdom and the best friends and for the past couple weeks you know we've said how can the undisputed kingdom get at orange cassidy 
And we said, well, they need to take out the best friends. And they haven't done anything. And finally, this week on Dynamite, the best friends, we saw them. They had uh, cut with, they cut to the back on Dynamite and the, the Undisputed Kingdom had beat up Chuck Taylor. And, uh, and then they, they held him as Adam Cole said something, you know, smart ass into his face. Mm-hmm. So, so now where is this headed? You Can think? I tell you where I want it to be headed? Okay. I want it to be leading. I want, I want to see more of this, of the like attacking the friend, best friends between now and revolution. Yeah. But then I want to see on zero hour, I want to see Trent Beretta and Rocky Romero, Rapongi Vice. I want to see them challenge, uh, the Undisputed Kingdom for the Ring of Honor tag titles. You mean the Kingdom? I mean the Undisputed Kingdom. They call them that. I don't. They don't call them the Kingdom anymore. I thought. I thought the Undisputed Kingdom is the whole, it the is. whole big group. It is. I think that's also the name of a tag team, though. Well, that's confusing. Okay, then the Kingdom. That that would be cool. That would be cool. What they really need to do to get fans like behind them again as heels and like care about what they're doing again. Yeah. Because I feel like the audience doesn't care about the best friends that much, but they care about Danhausen. They need to take out Danhausen. Yeah. That would be the way to like really get. You think that the heel audience beat. doesn't care about the best friends really? I think they care about them. But Orange it, Cassidy and the best friends. No, Orange Cassidy. I'm talking about the tag team, the best friends. I'm talking about Tramperetta and Chuck Taylor. I think that they don't care about them as much as they care about Dan Housen and Orange Cassidy. Yeah, well, true. Yeah. They're like a tag team that never does anything. Yeah. They were over when they were feuding with um, Ortiz and Santana, whenever that was. Two years ago. <laughs> Two years ago. <laughs> something like that. Yeah, yeah. something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I'm not knocking the best friends. I like the best friends. I'm just saying... They're not popular enough for the fans to be like livid that they got attacked, you know? But I feel like if you attack Danhausen, rage will ensue if you attack him in, in, a, in a good enough way, you know? True. True. And they need that. Like they don't, they don't have any heel heat. They deflated it when they did that same promo two weeks in a row. It, like sucked all the air out of the room. They need, they need some heat, yeah. I hear. They're just falling flat right now. So I feel, I feel kind of the same as far as where's, where's that going. I think that's where it needs to go. Yeah. And, uh, you know, possibly we could see some other. You know, so, some other kind of iterations. Maybe, maybe we could have Wardlow and us, uh, Wardlow and the and the Kingdom, or like I said, or maybe better, we could have you know Roderick Strong and the Kingdom in a in a trios match with Orange Cassidy and the Best Friends. You know, or maybe Orange Cassidy, Danhausen and uh, Rocky Romero versus. Roderick Strong and the Kingdom, something like that, you know, mm-hmm. mashups like that to to try and build this feud up a little more. Yeah, would be nice. Mm-hmm. 
And then what would be the ultimate? You could do uh, Wardlow versus Danhausen and just have Wardlow destroy Danhausen. I don't care for that. Well, say. <laughs> I just don't think it would be a good match. It would be boring. And if we're finally getting a Danhausen match on regular television, I don't want it to be against Wardlow. I want it to be a match that'll last more than like three minutes. You're the one who's asking for, for Dan Helsing to get beat up, so. Yeah, I mean, like, sneakily, not, like, in a match. Oh. I don't want someone to out-wrestle him. I want them to attack him. Attack him. Well, I would like to see Wardlow have a match. Uh, Dan Helsing to have a match, so. I'd like to see Dan Helsing have a match, too, but, like, a real match where, not, where he's not getting squashed. Hmm. Well, whatever they do, I'd like to see these two sides, you know, clash in the mm -hmm. ring some before Orange Cassidy and uh, Roderick Strong face at collision, mm -hmm. at revolution, excuse me. So wherever it's headed, uh, there needs to be more, more violence. I think, well, that's, that's, we can't agree on what, but there needs to be more <laughs> violence. We can agree on that much. Mm. All right, uh, Blackpool Combat Club and CMLL, speaking of feuds between factions, this is another one we talked about last week, but now we've, we've had some more matches. We had that awesome uh, trios match this week. Uh, where's this going? And we had an awesome tag match, didn't we? Was that this week? Yeah, yeah, yeah. also, yes, also an awesome tag match on Collision, yeah. Well, I thought it was going to lead up to like a really big match at Revolution, but now it seems like FTR is going to take on BCC at Evolution. I mean, Revolution. Uh, sorry, I'm teaching Evolution. <laughs> so it's in my brain. Um, uh, at Revolution, but I, yeah, it seems like FTR is taking that spot. Um, and they haven't announced any other CML matches, have they, for, for this week's Dynamite or anything? I, I'm not sure what's on Dynamite this week, honestly. Yeah, I, I, I don't remember them showing a graphic for one. Because I thought maybe they were going to take the fight to CMLL, like CMLL was fighting them in AEW. Mm -hmm. Now maybe BCC goes to, to Mexico and fights in CMLL. Then back and forth a little bit is where I thought it was going. But... I also thought maybe they'd give CML a win over BCC. Because these guys are awesome. Yeah. They deserve to win. They are awesome. They faced off against them, what, three times at this point? And they've lost all three times? That doesn't give much momentum to this story. I think maybe four times, at least. Okay, four times. Even, even and they've won one. Which one did they win? They beat Matt Seidel. No, I'm talking about against BCC. Three times oh, against BCC. Oh, against BCC. Yeah. yeah. Now I wasn't counting Matt Seidel because he's not in the Black Bull Combat Club. I'm saying these two factions have faced each other three times. And the Black Bull Combat Club has won all three times. Which is not how I would have booked it, but he didn't ask me. Well, I, I say where is it going... You know, to some more matches, hopefully, because all three of those guys, well, and not even talking about Wheeler Yuta, 
uh, I was going to say all three of those guys, talking about Danielson, Moxley, and Castagnoli, you know, are terrific wrestlers. But Wheeler is just pretty good himself. Um, and the CMLL guys, it goes without saying how good they are. I, I say send the Blackpool Combat Club guys to Mexico, which seems to be what we're hinting at. You know, mm-hmm. I think this isn't uh, hasn't really gotten started until we see them in Arena Mexico, uh, w- which that would be awesome. You know, mm-hmm. see them in, on Mexican TV, uh, showing up in, in Arena Mexico on a CMLL show. That would be cool. Yeah. That would be very cool. So I hope that's where this is going. And Tony Khan has kind of hinted that CMLL is possibly going to be incorporated this year into Forbidden Door. Mm-hmm. So I definitely don't think it's over. Like this isn't. No, it's this just, is getting, just just the beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and Forbidden Door this year will have AEW New Japan and hopefully CMLL and maybe stardom. We'll see. Mm-hmm. We'll see. I don't think Tony Khan has ingratiated himself to the people at Stardom very much, so we'll see. What's next on our where is this going? Where's this going? The continuing Chris Jericho feud against Don Callis and the Don Callis family. That's a hard question. So we just saw uh, Callis interfere to help Takesha beat Jericho on Dynamite last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've seen Powerhouse Hobbs beat the shit out of Jericho several months ago and beat him. Well, we also had Powerhouse Hobbs, well, I guess it was in Big Bill, uh, interfere. No, it was Powerhouse Hobbs and someone else from there, Takesha, um, interfere in that awesome match that Sammy and Jericho had against Big Bill and mm-hmm. Ricky Starks. Yeah. Um, so they've definitely been like, up in his face all the time, you know, Jericho yeah. like ruining any kind of plans he has to move forward or move away from them. Mm-hmm. It's hard without without Kenny there, which was kind of like the whole reason behind the feud in the first place. It's hard to say hey. the direction that it's going to go in so dog, without sorry. without knowing when he's coming back. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole like, feud, yeah. I mean, the whole feud was kind of predicated upon Kenny Omega and Chris Jericho being a tag team. Yeah. And now it's uh, kind of floundering a little with mm-hmm. Kenny Omega being away. I mean, I mean I think, where where is? I mean, really, where is it going with Kenny Omega being away? I think having them interfere with that, with that tag belt match, uh, tag opportunity or whatever. Um, it's a tag title match. Yeah. Tag title match, yeah. Um, I think having them interfere with that was a good start to have it make sense without Kenny there. Um, 
And definitely having Sammy switch sides and side with Jericho over the Callis family added to that. But I don't think like a singles Jericho Callis feud makes as much sense as a as a as a tag feud. But I don't know, like there's not a clear tag team in the Callis family. They're all singles wrestlers. Well, I mean any of them can be a team. Yeah, but I mean like an actual tag team. The Keston Hobbs have kind of been a team. Have they in the ring? Yeah, where what the fuck else, where the fuck else do you think I'm talking about? Yeah, in the ring. Well, I mean like they both worked together to thwart Jericho's t- title opportunity. But well, they haven't been a team. The they haven't been a team recently. They haven't okay. been a team recently. Yeah, no. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I think. I so think you're saying Jericho it. and Guevara mm-hmm. against pick two. Yeah. Say. And and one more question mark to to put on this really is, you know, we have um, the fuck's his name showing up soon. Will Ospreay. Thank you, Will Ospreay, showing up soon. When last we saw him. Uh, in AEW, was a member of the Callus family. He is in the uh, Last Supper painting <laughs> right. as one of the disciples. Right. So, <laughs> is when he, you know, uh, redebuts whatever whatever we're gonna call it. When he redebuts in AEW, is he going to be in the Callus family, or is he going to be a face like a lot of people think? He has to be a face. He's so popular. Like, you can't bring him over. I think he and have him debut as a heel. Yeah, I think he comes over as a face. He has to. He's so popular. Yeah. And they they need a face. AW, I think, is in sore need of some faces right now. Yeah. Of some top face faces. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but nonetheless, he he was. We did just. Several several weeks ago, three weeks ago, four weeks ago, whenever that was, saw him in that painting. Yeah. So, could indicate he's still in the Callis family. I don't know. Don't they show that painting every time Don Callis comes out? I don't think it was four weeks ago. How long ago was that? They show it every time Don Callis comes out. Uh, that was the last time I thought about saying it. Oh. Um, yeah, where where is this going? I I guess um, I guess you might be right. I mean, it, you could have a tag team feud with Jericho and Guevara against two, but then also you can you can switch it around. It doesn't have to just be that. You can have Jericho find some more, but you can also have Guevara face these guys. We can have Guevara mm-hmm. versus Takeshita. Guevara versus Hobbs, uh, you know, Guevara versus maybe Will Ospreay. Um, or Kyle Fletcher. Or Fletcher. Yeah. I would love to see Guevara versus Fletcher. But that we, would be awesome. But we've seen Jer- Jericho against Fletcher, mm-hmm. Hobbs, and Takeshita. Yeah. And so we haven't seen the tag team element of this feud quite yet. So we could, we still have that. And then we have Guevara doing his singles thing against these guys. So we still have that much. So it can still keep going with Jericho and Guevara until Omega 
returns, I think. It'll have to if they're if they're gonna keep if they're gonna keep it going. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It'll have to go with Jericho and Guevara. So I think that's that's where it's going. Yeah. Right. All right. Where where is this going? Uh, Adam Copeland. Uh, Daniel Garcia, Christian Cage, and the TNT title belt. You go first this time because I don't know. Yeah? Yeah, you go first. Okay. I'll tell you... I'll tell you kind of what I, what I think. Mm -hmm. Here's what I would what I would like to see. I don't know how likely this is. I don't find this unlikely. So Copeland and Garcia are having their, their match on, on dynamite tomorrow night to determine who faces Christian. I think it's to determine who faces him, right? Yeah. At revolution. Mm -hmm. So I say maybe have Daniel Garcia beat Adam Copeland. And so have a, a Daniel Garcia gets a continuous winning streak. And then we have a kind of a new new face in the Christian Cage, uh, fighting Christian Cage. So we have Garcia versus Cage at uh, Revolution. And then we have Copeland have a match at, at Revolution, have it be one of his Cope Opens. And then you know who shows up at Revolution for the Cope Open is Okada. I think that would be awesome. Hmm. So that's kind of how I would I would like like it to go. And then have Christian I think have Christian beat Garcia and keep the TNT title. Uh, but at least have Garcia get the shot at it. And then, like I said, have Adam Copeland versus Okada at Revolution as well in a surprise match. So here's what I think should happen. Uh -huh. I think Garcia should beat Copeland. Mm -hmm. And it be Garcia and Christian at Revolution. Mm -hmm. But on his way to the ring... Nick Wayne and Luchasaurus before the match, like beat the shit out of him. So he can't walk basically. Mm. And then Adam Copeland takes his place and Adam Copeland wins the TNT title. I see. So that way Garcia still gets the win over Copeland. So you're still pushing him forward, but then Copeland can still have his feud with Christian and be glorious and, and win his title and keep it this time. And then we'll go on from there. And then we can have a rematch between Garcia and Copeland eventually for the belt. Mm. You don't like it? I like mine better, but... I like mine better. <laughs> <laughs> but it's all right. Yours is all right. I like mine better, though. 
I didn't expect you to say Okada. I thought you were going to say Osprey. I know you did. Yeah. All right, where's this going? The House of Black trying to destroy Mark Briscoe. That should be where the fuck is this going? Like, yeah. like what is hap what why? What is happening? I don't know. <laughs> like the like railroad spike out of nowhere from Julia Hart to the face of Mark Briscoe. Yeah, I did not see that one loses? coming. I did not see that I one coming. Either. Um, like, where can this go? So it's not like FTR is going to join him and we're going to have some kind of trios match. So it's like these three guys and a gal like beating up on poor Mark Briscoe all by himself. Yeah. Where are his friends? Nobody's helping him. No one's helping him. Like in FTR, we know they were there. We saw them that night earlier. You know, mm -hmm. they couldn't come out and, and help poor bleeding Mark Briscoe. Bad friends. Bad friends. Yeah. I I don't understand what's happening uh, well enough to feel like I can guess with any kind of accuracy as to where this is going. Especially now. Like, he, he lost the match. Briscoe. Yes, Briscoe lost the match. He was assaulted after the match. To King, you mean. Yes. So... Where can the story go from here? What, what are, where do you see this going? Another uh, vicious attack, I think. They're just going to keep attacking him? And so, to what end? I mean, I think Briscoe, I say next have it be Mark Briscoe versus uh, Buddy Matthews. You know, I mean until he fights like the boss and, but it's been like four months or some shit something crazy since malachi blacks had a singles match it's been longer than that i think it's uh, been way longer than it's that. been four way months? longer than that it's been yeah. like over a year has it yeah it's been it's been a long it's time it's been a long time it's been a long time um but yeah and i say have have mark briscoe beat buddy matthews but then he still gets viciously attacked after the match. And he still has no friends? I guess he still has no friends. I don't know. Normally when you're like working your way up to the boss, you have to beat the, the mini bosses before you get to the big boss. Well, you beat one. You beat one. You beat Buddy Matthews. Yeah. But not Brody King. I don't know. Sometimes you can't beat all the many bosses. I don't know. It's just so odd. Brody King's a big guy. He is a big guy. Maybe Brody King could beat Malachi Black. Shit. Maybe maybe Malachi is not. Maybe Malachi is the many boss and Brody King's the big boss. <laughs> and so you have to beat the. What are they called? The what are they called? House of Black. You know the House of Black fight each other? No. Is that what you're suggesting? No. Oh. Mark Briscoe fights the House of Black. Fights through the House of Black. So he fights Buddy Matthews and then it beats him. Gets viciously attacked again. And then 
Mark Briscoe has a one-on-one with Malachi Black mm-hmm. or finds a friend and maybe has a, has a tag team match and we see uh, Mark Briscoe against the Kings of the Black Throne, Brody King and Malachi Black. He said he won't tag wrestle. Who? Mark Briscoe. Oh, that's true. Well, we'll have a, a, a trio match, yeah. Mark Briscoe and two guys against the House mm-hmm. of Black. Yeah. Which is what would make sense. Especially if they had two people come out and help him when he was like bleeding profusely. That's yeah. the part that's that's when it stopped making sense to me. When he was just like all by himself bleeding. Yeah, I don't see why FTR couldn't help out there. Is that I I think that feud is over. Well, like and then the same is this the same episode where we had the locker room empty to separate FTR and the Blackpool Combat Club. Yeah. So like all of those guys came out to keep people from touching each other. But when Mark Briscoe is like getting stabbed in the face with metal, no one, no one comes yeah. out to help him. It doesn't make sense. It makes no sense. Exactly. Poor Mark Briscoe. Maybe it's just because everyone's scared of the House of Black. And their magic. And their magic. Their devil magic. And their devil magic. They should do more devil magic things. I totally agree. It's scary. What else you got? I don't think we ever determined where it's going. Okay. It's just going to be bad for Mark Briscoe. Yeah. They might kill him. No. They might. I, they're not trying to recruit him at any point, right? Who knows what they're going to do to him? They might make him a mental slave. That's it. That's all I got. That's that's been. Where's this going? <laughs> all right. What a weird note to end on. What's up next? So up next. Papa. This is We sweat and slave to bring you the top five men, the top five women, and the top five teams in AEW. It's a secret formula that can never be cracked, will never be given away, will never be figured out, and we will take it to our watery graves. That wasn't as good that time. Watery graves. You sound more like an old man that lost his teeth than a spirit from underneath the ocean. Okay, so let's do the women. The women. Number five this week, Kiara Hogan, who lost to, who did she lose to? Deanna Peraza? I think so, yeah. Lost to Deanna Peraza. Number four this week, Red Velvet, who had a 
decent showing in her Eliminator match against Tony Storm. Same spot as last week. Fourth place for Red Velvet. Number three this week. Up two spots from number five last week is Queen Aminata, who also lost to Tony Storm this week, but had a good showing in that match. She looked good there. Bloodied Tony Storm's nose. Uh, number two, the same spot as last week, uh, the number one contender, Deanna Perrazzo, who beat Kiera Hogan. And the number one contender, content, and number one, <laughs> the women's top five. She's not the number one contender. She's the women's world champion, Tony Storm, in a week in which she beat Queen Aminata and who else did she beat? Red Velvet. Red Velvet. Queen Aminata and Red Velvet. Busy week for Tony Storm. Mm hmm. So you got number one, Tony Storm, number two, Deanna Perrazzo, number three, Queen Aminata, number four, Red Velvet, number five, Kiara Hogan. So who's next, men or teams? Two teams. Teams. Number five, from CMLL, Star Jr. and Esfinge, with a good showing and a loss against John Moxley and Claudio Castagnoli on a collision. Number four, all the way down from number one last week, the AEW World Trios champions, the acclaimed and daddy ass. Number three, Hechicero, Mascara Dorado, and Volador Jr., who looked tremendous even in their loss to the Blackpool Combat Club. Number two, returning to the top five, the Black Hole Combat Club. And that big win over the CMLL guys. And number one, up all the way from number five, the new world tag team champions, Sting and Darby Allen, still undefeated as a team. So that's number one, Sting and Darby Allen. Number two, Blackpool Combat Club trios team. Number three, Hechicero, Mascara Dorado, and Volador Jr., Number four, the acclaimed and daddy ass. And number five, Star Jr. and Esfinge. And now for the top five men in AEW. Number five, back in the top five, Daniel Garcia on a four or five match winning streak. Uh, and he beat, uh, who did he beat this week? Beat someone. He beat Shane Taylor. Yeah. Number four this week. Uh, success back in the top five successfully defended his international title against Tomohiro Ishii, Orange Cassidy of the best friends. Uh, number three, same as last week, Hangman Adam Page, who was in the match of the week, that draw, that tremendous draw match against Swerve Strickland. Number two, same spot as last week, Swerve Strickland. Also in that match of the week. And number one, same spot as last week, Samoa Joe, the AEW World Champion. So that's number one, Samoa Joe. Number two, Swerve Strickland. Number three, Hangman Adam Page. Number four, Orange Cassidy. And number five, Daniel Garcia. 
And those are your AEW top five rankings for February 13th, 2024. Up next, we have Wrestling Fashion Do's and Don'ts with Kay Fabulous. Do. If you are a silver screen starlet, do have high-waisted trunks like Timeless Tony Storm. Do. If you have the world's best mom, do sport a t-shirt of you and her looking like badasses like Trent Beretta. Don't. If your career is really getting a big push in 2024, don't still wear the same pants in every match like Daniel Garcia. Do. If you are the Ocho, do wear a Dalton Castle-worthy peacock leather jacket like Chris Jericho. Do. If your wrestling name means Sphinx, do wear an awesome golden jackal mask like the CML wrestler Esfinhe. Did I say that right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Don't. If you're supposed to be a big bad heel, don't wear mint green Timberlands like Big Bill. Disagree with that one. Do. If you are slime ball, slime ball EVPs, do wear all white to show off an icon's blood like the Young Bucks. Do. If you are up against a deranged movie star, do dress like a theater curtain, wearing burgundy velvet with golden tassels like Diana Perrazzo. And that is your fashion news and notes. Thank you very much, Kay. Mm -hmm. Appreciate it. And now it is time for your AEW News Roundup. Roosh is ready to return from injury. He hasn't wrestled since suffering a torn hamstring during the Continental Classic in December. His last match was on December 30th at the World's End pay-per-view. He wrote on X, El Toro Blanco is ready to return. Roosh tore his hamstring in the second match he had, his match with Mark Briscoe. Upon his injury, Roosh said, I will recover and return ready and hungrier than ever for a fight. Roosh went 2-3 and three in the Continental Classic with wins over Briscoe and Jay Lethal and losses to Swerve Strickland, John Moxley, and Jay White. Jim Ross has asked fans for their prayers. He posted on X, Another successful surgery, hopefully. Need your prayers. JR is stronger than skin cancer, wrote Missy Hyatt in response. Ross also underwent surgery to address cancer on his right hip last Thursday. Later that night, Ross wrote, Had cancer surgery this morning on my right hip. All went well. Thanks for all your love and support. Ross also missed several weeks of AEW TV from November through December last year on doctor's advice. Ross, who is 71, has been dealing with a leg wound due to radiation therapy for skin cancer in 2021. As the wound has had difficulty healing, doctors felt 
he should avoid flying to help. He was told his high blood sugar levels might be impacting the wound's healing. Ross said on his podcast in December that he had been prescribed insulin injections to combat his high blood sugar levels. AEW Rampage for February 2nd averaged 314,000 viewers on TNT, down 17.8% from last week. It's the lowest rating thus far in 2024 for Rampage. The show averaged a 0.10 rating in the 18 through 49 demo, down 23.1% from last week. Not good for Rampage. AEW Collision for February 3rd averaged 404,000 viewers, up 34.7% from the previous week. The show also drew a 0.12 rating in the 18 through 49 demo. That's up 100% from last week's 0.06%. I believe that week before, I believe it was up against what, the Royal Rumble, maybe? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's why the, the crazy increase is there. Uh, Cash Wheeler will face charges for his July 2003, excuse me, for his July 2023 aggravated assault with a firearm arrest. He allegedly flashed a gun at someone in a road rage incident. He's already turned in all his weapons. Florida calls for a maximum penalty of five years in prison or five years probation plus a $5,000 fine. Warner Brothers Discovery, Fox, and ESPN will launch a joint sports streaming service this fall. Dynamite, Collision, and Rampage would be available on this service if they remain on the WBD networks. AW Big Business is set for Boston at the Garden on March 13th, and will feature the debut of Mercedes Monet. Monet was last in the ring in May 2023 in a one-night tournament to crown the inaugural New Japan Strong Women's Champion at a show called Resurgence. She was planned to win the title, but she injured her ankle in the final against Willow Nightingale, called an audible, and put over Nightingale. On Valentine's Day, tomorrow... Johnny Loves Taya debuts on AEW's YouTube channel. The series stars Johnny TV and Taya Valkyrie, who are married in reality. New episodes will be uploaded every Wednesday, and it's being promoted as wrestling's first romantic comedy. The February 7th Dynamite averaged 805,000 viewers. That's down 1.6% from last week. The show drew a 0.28 rating in the 18 through 49 demo, up 7.7% from the previous week. Uh, Tony Khan provided a health update on Kenny Omega. Khan said Omega was, quote, seriously sick and his life could have been threatened had he not gotten to the doctors when he had. Uh, Khan also said he's thankfully doing much better. Dave Meltzer said the plan is for Omega to wait until March before determining if surgery is the best option for him. 
Khan was also asked when AEW fans might see MJF again. Khan said MJF was, quote, very injured, but he'd love to have him back anytime. Khan was also asked about Britt Baker's absence from AEW. Khan said she was injured. I think this year will be great not only for the great free agents, but also for some of the stars that have been sidelined coming back. Following Zack Sabre Jr.'s victory over Brian Danielson on Sunday's New Japan, the, begin- the New Beginning in Osaka, Danielson challenged him to a best of two, excuse me, Danielson challenged him to a best two of three falls match on neutral ground. Danielson defeated Sabre Jr. at AEW WrestleDream last year. It was the first match they'd had since 2009. Can I ask a question about the news? Yes. What does neutral ground mean? Where are they going to wrestle? Uh, on the on the moon, I guess. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> I don't know. One was in America. One was in Japan. I don't know. Maybe they'll go like Africa or something. I don't know. That's that's Africa. That's that's my pick. All right. Uh, Fightful Select reported Sunday that Okada is expected to sign with AEW following his departure from New Japan later this month. Uh, On Sunday, Okada defeated Hiroshi Tanahashi at New Beginning. Okada is expected to finish with the company on February 24th. And that is... You are AEW News for this week, and that is our show as well for this week. Uh, Shout out to Dylan in the chat. Sorry, I wasn't getting chat notifications for like most of the show for some reason, but thanks for joining us. Oh, wow. Yeah, no, I didn't see him either. Yeah, he said uh, he said it is two weeks. Damn it! No, it's still it's it's still nearly three weeks until the show. And then he had another comment. Now I don't know who we were talking about at the time. I'm sorry, Dylan. We, we, I, I was looking at an, I was on some other screen and I missed your comments, man. I'm sorry. Um, folks, thank you very much for watching our show this week. Uh, we appreciate it very much. Uh, I hate we weren't on at a regular time. I'm sorry. It was uh, unavoidable this week. We will be back at a regular time next week, Monday night, 6 p.m. Uh, thank you very much for watching. The audio version of AEW Weekly will be available tomorrow morning, tomorrow morning for you. Uh, so spread the word. Uh, tell your grandma, tell your uncles, tell everybody who likes AEW, please give us a listen. Uh, if you enjoy it, hopefully they will too. Uh, we would love new listeners, new viewers, however people want to enjoy the show. Um, Mondays at 6, that's our regular time, and that is where we will be next week. Monday at 6, same place. Uh also, Sundays, we do a show called the Retro Wrestling Watch Along. Uh, every month, we do a different theme. This month, uh, the theme is honoring Sting. It's his last month in pro wrestling. So every week, 
We were watching an old wrestling show that features a classic Sting match. And uh, this Sunday, we're going to be watching uh, an old WCW show. I have not picked the show yet, uh, but just watch our X account for an announcement. Uh, the show comes on at 1245 on our YouTube channel, No Bones About Wrestling. So just meet us at 1245. And then uh, we'll talk about the card, talk a little about Sting, and then at 1 p.m. we will start the show. It'll be a show that you can watch on WWE Network, so we can all watch along. And it's hosted by myself, Kay Fabulous, and Dylan from Last Week in Wrestling Podcast. Uh, and it's a fun time. Uh, we talk about the shows, talk about some wrestling trivia, and, uh, you know, it's older WCW, so sometimes we make fun of it a little bit. You know, any wrestling you can make fun of a little bit. You know, we wouldn't make fun of things if we didn't love it. So don't worry. And by WWE Network, he means Peacock. Yeah. Peacock. Yeah. You can watch it on Peacock. Yes. Um, so, yes, that's, that's Sunday at 1245. Uh, let's see. We will be on the, uh, we will be doing a watch along uh, tomorrow night, and that will be on our YouTube channel as well for, uh, for AEW Dynamite at 8 p.m. And there is no AEW collision this week. Right. Uh, but uh, we will be on the watch along for AEW Rampage at 10 p.m. on Friday, uh, and that will be on our YouTube as well. So you can check us out Wednesday. During Rampage, uh, excuse me, Wednesday during Dynamite, Friday during Rampage, and then we will see you Sunday at 12.45 for the Retro Wrestling Watch Along, and then we will see you Monday at 6 p.m. for AEW Weekly. So everyone, thank you very much for watching, and as Mick Foley says, have a nice day. Bye.